hottest destination for the most eclectic sound and invigorating talk. This is LA Talk Live. We are more than just talk. Corners of the globe and broadcasting to you live from the studios of LA Talk Live in beautiful Los Angeles, sunny California. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the live freestyle episode of the world's only show that truly explores the global impact of cannabis. This is the Marijuana, and I am your humble host, Richard Carr. In the background, freestyle with the remix of our theme song, we've got Igor the Wolf, who, for a change, is in the studio on time. So let's give him a rousing round of applause. I'm always on time. So it seems, so it seems. That's what you tell him. Anyway, you know, we're really excited tonight because um, throughout, throughout all the years that we've been broadcasting this show, and this started back in, like, let's say, September of 2009. The, the one and only the Marowologist, this show right here. And all of the incredible guests that we've had on our show that we've been blessed uh, to interview and those who have blessed these mics, uh, both at the egg, and if you've been around long enough, you know what I mean by the egg, where it all started, but also here in the Paradise Building, right here, right outside of LAX, we've had so many incredible guests join us on these microphones. Let us not um, forget to acknowledge all of our good friends at Leap. Leap.cc is their website, Law Enforcement Action Partnership, formerly known as Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. They've evolved their perspective. You know, it is the tip of the spear of the drug war. Cops, detectives, DEA, FBI, CIA, they span the gamut of professionals um, in law enforcement who've joined together to say that the drug war is a waste of time. We've been talking about that since 2009, and we've been so fortunate to have so many of them on, the, on our show with us. But we've also had all types of people to join us on this show. Tonight, Ecor and I are extremely excited. Because in case you don't know, there's a different kind of retail in cannabis. They've made quite the mark, both here in Los Angeles, where I first learned about them, but also uh, throughout the country, because they're also uh, connected to some other states that we'll talk about. But we have in our studio tonight, and I want to make sure I get the name right, Mr. Daniel Yi. Right. Am I saying that right? Yes. From Medmen, the one and only Medmen. All those people, now, they love you out there, Daniel. I got to tell you um, how impressed I was just with the name alone because I, <laughs> it's just so obvious, right? And then on top of that, um, there's a gentleman in our studio tonight named Terry, Terry Bose, who handles our d digital media stuff. He told me about you guys. He said, man, you got to go to this collective. You got to see how these guys are laying it out. I just saw them on the news recently and, uh, they're all over, you know, the internet, TV, radio, they're getting their message out. Um, and he said, they're called bed men. I'm like, <laughs> I love the name. Um, but then moving on, we 
had a chance to come to one of your newest locations just up the block from us uh, on Sepulveda Boulevard, right by La Tijera. Uh, all of Los Angeles knows you because anybody at least going north on Sepulveda uh, has uh, coming to the airport and then driving back home or whatever the case may be. If you're going north, you, they drive right by you. You guys are new neighbors on the block, new kids on the block, not just in our neighborhood in Westchester, which is extremely important to me, but also um, you're, you're kind of new kids on the block in the cannabis industry. And the way that you're doing what you do is absolutely stunning, in my own opinion. Now, that's my spiel, and I'm sticking to it. But give me a minute. I've got to um, introduce my co-host and esteemed colleague, yeah. the one them know as E. Quarter Wolf. Welcome back to the show, brother. Yes, sir. Happy New Year to everybody out there as well. Yeah, we got a lot to get to tonight, man, because uh, Daniel... You know, we started 420, we end at 6 p.m. I hope you can hang around the entire show. It may seem like a long time from now, from where we are at this point, <laughs> but before you know it, when 6 o'clock hits, you'll be like, hey, man, I didn't have enough time. What is MedMen? MedMen is a leading cannabis management and investment firm mm -hmm. based in Los Angeles with operations throughout North America. We currently manage 13 licensed cannabis facilities in California, Nevada, and New York. Uh, Daniel, I think it's time without further ado, once again, a rousing round of applause and thank you for taking the time out. This has got to be one of the busiest times of your life um, because, wow, 2018, what a difference a day makes, huh? Yes. 24 little hours. Yes. What yeah. A, what, yeah. All right. What a difference it makes. Yeah. So we are now legal in California, ladies and gentlemen. And in case you didn't catch our show a few weeks back, we, Ecor and I did a two-part series. Mm -hmm. One in December, another on the other side, 2018 in January, talking about uh, the legalization of recreational cannabis. You know, mm -hmm. I've been a patient since 2009 when I made my first legal purchase of cannabis. I'm not from Los Angeles. And, you know, I got to tell you, it was quite a Liberated. moment for me when I made my first purchase. Me too, man. Of, of cannabis legally I was as a against patient. It. I was against right. it. You know, like just, I wasn't against the dispensary. I was just against me going in there because I'm like, man, they're going to have my scared name. Scared of the so, list. Yeah, scared of that list. Whatever I thought list. this list is going to be, I'm about to be on that my list. So later, and later on, they're going to, and, and I was like, later on, they're going to tell me, like, well, you were the one of those people that opted to have cannabis as your medicine, right? So we can't do anything for you with uh, over here in the hospital or whatever. You know, I was thinking it was on something like that. But then a lady, a uh, Russian lady, you know, uh, spoke to me and she owned the dispensary early in the game it was over on uh uh pico and west mm -hmm. right there on the corner right by the boxing ring boxing gym and she had she just broke it down to me like uh you know basically said well when you go to the hospital or a doctor you know they're not putting your name in some list or whatever right she says the same thing this is a, med a medical uh medicinal uh uh entity and we do the same thing as like hospitals or whatever, you know, you're like, sure. your name's not like going on some list, or whatever. So that just prompted me and I, you know, I just did a little bit more research and then I just joined in, just dropped my guard and joined in and okay. it was liberating going in there, you know? Good for you. And I see how Mad Men is. Remember, you guys are big. And a I, I heard a different kind of retail. Different kind of retail. I heard about Mad Men, maybe probably like a year or so 
or maybe two years almost. Or really? Almost. Yeah. And you yeah. didn't tell me? <laughs> I heard about them, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. somebody had put me Sorry up on a set. Did you guys have something over there in Venice Beach or by Venice Beach? Yes, we, we, have, a, we have a store right there on Lincoln Boulevard. We're okay. going to come to that. Yeah. But hold on. Because somebody I, was explaining to me about it. Like, like, man, you got to go and see Mad Men. Go, go check out Mad Men. Mad Men. They just kept speaking about it. It was like this new, because somebody was speaking about business aspect. Like, right. check out Mad Men. They doing something big, whatever. And I was just kind of still green. I didn't really... Uh, get it at the time because I was still on just the more, the concrete aspect of it, not <laughs> that aspect of it, and so uh, so I heard about it, and then I'm like, you guys are you know two uh, turnkey management, uh, you have like two tiers, basically, right? Well, right. Let, let's it's, get to Daniel. Yeah, sure. uh, you've been very patient. We had to get this off our chest. We're so excited to oh, have no, you, so you must forgive us. I I can just stay here and listen to you guys all, all right, day. That's good. That's no doubt. But <laughs> there's much more to talk about. Sure. We've got plenty of time for now. Um, Daniel Yi joins us as the chief uh, of communications. Yes, I'm, for I'm the communications for mm -hmm. Mad Men, basically CLC. I'm a spokesperson for the company. Okay, very good. Um, do, would you like to give some shout outs to some fans and friends and maybe uh, tell us a little bit about your background and how you wound up uh, getting connected with Mad Men? Sure, I would like to give a shout out to all the you know, Mad Men family out there Very nice. uh, that's growing by, by, by day. I mean, um, I just came across this number today where uh, our employee numbers are up to 800. Wow. Oh my God. Across the country? Yeah, across the country. Across the country. And I'll give you an idea. So when I joined the company 18 months ago, right? Mm -hmm. Joined the summer of 2016. I don't come from the cannabis industry background, so I'll tell you a little bit of where I come from. But when I joined the company, I think I was employee number 45. Right. Wow. So when I joined the company, I mean, literally, like when I when yeah, I got Donald's number. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like number 45. I get I get to the office and this is at my, well, this was my introduction to the company. Uh, the IT guy gave me a laptop. Yeah, you don't sit down. Right. Something. 18 months later, <laughs> you've got a company something. with 800 employees. You know, wow. um, uh, you, you mentioned 13 facilities. I don't know if that number is too accurate because we, we keep growing by the day almost, it feels like. So, yeah, huge, huge growth. Um, I think one of the, actually my own personal background speaks to uh, sort of the broadening appeal of this industry, right? Mm -hmm. uh, of, of this, not just industry, I don't, I don't want to even say just industry, but, but this whole movement. Mm -hmm. So I was oblivious to the fact that, I mean, I knew medical marijuana was legal in California, but, um, you know, aside from smoking in college, you know. Where are you from? Where are you from? I am. A, <laughs> I don't think we have enough time for all of us. <laughs> but I was. I was born in Korea. By way of and by way of. Honey. I was born in Korea. I was raised in Brazil. Wow. And then I went to college in Boston. Wow, you gumbo. And then and then I came to L.A. about thirty years ago. Okay, yeah. you so I've, I've been all. I've been all over the place. Yeah. But, did you, you say thirty? I don't, I don't mean to date you, but did you say thirty or three years ago? Thirty. Gee whiz, you yeah, I'm, look so young. No <laughs> you know what they say, Must be Asian the raisin. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, I got my own Texas out, so black don't crack. Yeah, right, Asian don't raisin. Right. Texas out. I like that. I never heard yellow of Yellow stay mellow. Hold on, but yellow stay mellow. There you yeah, go. All right, so yeah, it all works out for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, right. so I, I mean, I, I, I was, you know, my, my relationship with the marijuana was at best sort of, you know, apathetic like I, I knew it existed I, I wasn't against it I wasn't for it I smoked it in college and then you know I came across it maybe five six times in, in this uh, since college and right. if it is there I would I'll do it not there, yeah, right, not right. there but I wasn't Man. gonna go to my way right exactly and then I come and and I joined Mad Men 18 months ago and and was the West Hollywood store the first place I went to and I had no no idea that this existed mm -hmm. right and so um, it's been a, a fast education learning all about um, 
the the movement that has been around. I mean, California. I mean, January first, two thousand eighteen was was a milestone, but it was a twenty years, a moment that was twenty years in the making. Right. right. All the people who sort of set this, you know, the the platform for us to be able to take off from on January first. That was all. All that ground was set twenty years ago. Mm -hmm. Um. And I think, uh, and I'm proud to be uh, a part of a company that is going to take this now to the next level. Right. To make this. A, a broad appeal mm -hmm. right, to everybody, not just people who have been, you know, familiar with this for the last 20 years, but people who are going to discover this place, right. this space for the first time. Like mm -hmm. you said, you know, people who are going to find CBD products, people who maybe take too much prescription medicine and they, and they, they decide to give this a try now because mm -hmm. they don't have to, you know, go through all sorts of trouble to, to, to get the product. Right, right. right. So, yeah, it's good all around. Yeah. You know. Wow. So you guys, so you ate all kind of different foods, being from you know living in Brazil. Oh and man, Korea. You, you have to see like growing up, my my dinner, uh, the way my mom prepared dinner, you could have like a bowl of rice and and spaghetti with meatballs, right, barbecue, over there. <laughs> yeah, barbecue over there, yeah, barbecue, some greens, <laughs> some greens, yeah. the hammocks in them. Hey, listen, I want to clarify for our audience out there who may not have seen me um, when I made that comment about Yellow State's Mellow. I am a light skinned person. And I have had they to see use you. They can see that. you. And now they can. I've had to use that as a joke because I always, I'm black, but people are like, black don't crack. I'm like, well, <laughs> I look pretty young too. So yellow stay mellow. That's what I meant. All right. All that said, so Daniel, um, what drew you to MedMen? I, I, I know you yeah, spoke offline mm -hmm. uh, before we got on the show and you were talking to Terry Bowes, who, again, I, hold on one sec. Let me give Terry a rousing round of applause, man, for putting all this together for us. He really did, yeah. Real shy guy, doesn't need to be on camera or the mic. That's one thing I love about him. He put all this together for you, but uh, I heard you guys talking about a personal experience that uh, led you to this, and I know you might have talked about it a little bit uh, in your initial discussion, but it became very real and personal to you. At yes, some it level. did. And of course, mm -hmm. with all deference to your privacy, if you'd like to share that story. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I would like, I would like to claim you know that I, that I was more of a visionary, and I saw the future in this industry, and, really? and that's how I came across it. But it was actually, it was, I mean, I just got lucky in many ways. It was happenstance. I I, I saw this job posting. I come from. I'm actually. I, I tell people I'm a recovering journalist. I, I was at the LA Times you for ten years. But no, you guys, right. yeah, you, you guys might have heard that newspaper. You know, the newspaper business is not a booming business this day. So. Um, I left. Uh, I left the newspaper uh, about ten years ago, and I, I and I went to communications PR, and, and I worked at the Port of Long Beach. I was media relations manager there, mm -hmm. and I worked for Southern California Edison. All very institutional, very boring, you know, industries, but safe paycheck, right? And uh, that's right. And then I saw this job posting for MedMen, and it intrigued me because it was about marijuana. I remember when Co when Colorado legalized marijuana, it was all over the news, and I thought it was just an interesting space to be in. Mm -hmm. right. So I applied for this job not really giving it too much thought. Long story short, they, they contacted me. I, I, I interviewed with Adam Bierman, who's our CEO. And again, like right. at the time, it was a tiny, small company. What I, I, I was going to ask you that earlier, did you? I mean, you actually, I know you know Adam Bierman and, and, and the uh, Andrew, Andrew Andrew Modeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I think I have a picture of them. We'll be showing some yeah, images. You that, guys should uh, have yeah, it on our, exactly, from our yeah. website. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the exciting things about joining a small company is that you, you yep. have to have you have to have, you get to have immediate impact. Right, because it's not like a big bureaucracy. You know, like you, you get to do things, and it was all very exciting. So that's really why why I joined the company for mm -hmm. the opportunity to to leave a mark and be in something exciting and new. Um, 
And you know, I, I I would be being dishonest if if I said if I joined the company knowing all about the marijuana space and the struggle that we've been through in 20 mm-hmm. years. I mean, right. that was an education that I've had in the last 18 months. But to what you were saying earlier, it really hit home mm-hmm. why this is important. Just recently, actually, um, about two weeks ago, I was telling Terry earlier, um, my dad is 79, and he lives in down in Orange County with my mom. Shout out to dad and mom. Shout out to dad and mom. Uh, I don't know if mom is listening to. I, I don't know if she knows how to work the internet enough to get to, <laughs> <laughs> to internet radio. That's but all right. Yeah, she watches this a lot of live to tape. You'll she, be able to take her. She back watches a lot of Korean channels on on, on right. our cable TV. Um, but uh, so my dad is 79. He's he's getting to his advanced age, and he's getting um, forgetful, and he's got an early onset of dementia, and mm. and about. Three, four months ago, he lost his appetite, stopped eating, and, and my mother was very stressed and worried about it. What do we do? And he lost a lot of weight, and uh, he's not very active. He, he's, he stays home all day, watches TV, you know, s- sleeps and naps. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I mean, my mom, I, me too. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, it's one <laughs> it thing happens. for you, because you're young, right? It's okay for young. you to do it. When you're, when you're old and you're doing That's that, you know, you start worrying, worrying about that. body emotions. Exactly. Emotions. So my mother was very worried. She took him to the doctor, and the doctor, as a lot of doctors do, given prescription mm-hmm. for appetite mm-hmm. didn't sure. work right of course and so i i saw my mom two weeks ago and i took her a tincture a three to one thc, THC to cbd mm-hmm. and i told her give her very little bit of it right and my parents being very conservative very korean i had to tell her i say look this is marijuana by the way and you know that marijuana is legal now and she goes oh yeah i read it in the news it's legal now in california I said, yeah and by the way you got I, some weed? I, and i yeah. work for a marijuana company she said let me show you something you got some hold- she said let me show you something i've been holding since korea look at this right here there's some fire right here what little so, do you know <laughs> so i tell her i work for a marijuana company and she, you know the first thing she says she's like oh so you can get this for free <laughs> <laughs> so i can I get it a, hook up. i can Shout get it at a discounted price mom i can get mom, the employee discount give me the hook gotcha. up mama hook up so uh, she started giving him very small, uh, you know, drops. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think about five milliliters mm-hmm. um, every day. Mm-hmm. And I kid you not, like three, four, di- four days ago, she calls me at night. And usually when my mom calls me at night, it's it's some something crisis, right. something bad, and I'm like dreading. And I answer right. the phone, uh. and my mom goes, "You know that thing that you gave me? I think it's working. He's mm-hmm. been eating, and for the first time, this is like he six months. Up. For the first time in six months, he asked me." about you and he wanted to talk to you that's why i'm calling you because he wanted to get on the phone i haven't my dad hasn't asked to talk to me on the phone in six months and so he's still quite not there fully mentally so the conversation was not very coherent but just the fact that he wanted to like talk to me i mean that was that was a moment yeah it was extremely powerful so i i came when i came to work the next day i told everybody at work and josh uh a shout out to josh who was our purchasing manager uh for all our stores and i and I told him the story, and, I, and he looked at me, and he goes, you know, when I hear stories like that, that's why I do what I do, you know? Well, I, I, I want to speak for myself, and, you know, although I've told this story many times, and I glaze over it uh, sometimes jokingly about my first legal purchase of cannabis, I self-medicated before becoming a patient for many years. Street love. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of dirt weed. Street love. Shouts to me, Jamaican brothers, <laughs> for hooking me up, sin. Um, and, um, later I learned so much more about it. Of course, as with anybody, because of the stigma, there is the guilt, you know, that happens. And I'm like, oh, you know, cause I was anti-cannabis up until probably maybe my late thirties or so, um, maybe a little earlier than that. And I felt guilty, you know, I felt, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. I felt dumb, you know, I'm like, wow, why are you doing this? 
but I never had any education about the medicinal benefits of cannabis. Now, of course, being young, er, uh, I didn't need any help from the medicine other than the euphoria that it provides. But once I got in, once I made my first legal purchase as a patient, once I got a doctor's rec, whoa, they were expensive back then, $150. I did it down on Venice Beach. I remember sitting on Venice Beach for like an hour watching the guys play basketball, trying to decide if I could afford or should pay for um, a wreck because 150 bucks, like, whoa, you know, I could buy like a bunch of dubs with that, <laughs> you know, and maybe find out what happens later. But once that happened, I swear it opened up a magical rabbit hole into a community that I had always supported through my self-medication, but more importantly, one that was way more diverse, way more high-minded, so much more intellectual. And it's it, in the people that I met. I mean, these were really smart people. As I studied more and more and more, it's interesting, your story reminds me of one of a neighbor who is no longer in the building, but he was right below us with uh, his own business and they did some kind of internet stuff. And um, he came to me, you know, and we go out back and have our powwows, you know, because you can't smoke indoors. And he came to me one day knowing that I was, knowing that I smoke weed. Uh, not knowing that I was a patient and an advocate. And he said, hey, Richard, uh, you know, I'm going to talk to you, man. Um, my dad has been diagnosed with Parkinson's. And the doctor said there's nothing else he can do for him. But if you can, the son, this is the son talking to me. The doctor told the son, go get a doctor's recommendation. And this is like two years ago. And that way you can go and get him some cannabis because that's the only thing I can recommend for him right now. So your story is hmm. so familiar to us, and we've had so many of those testimonials about the benefits of cannabis. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting to me nowadays is throughout all the years of the stigma and um, the Schedule One uh, classification of cannabis when heroin is Schedule Two, it, it was mind-boggling to me. And I spent a lot of time um, advocating and going downtown to city council and sitting through the hearings in 2010 um, when they started to roll back all of the um, permits mm -hmm. to to be here this long and it hasn't been that long I'm saying 2009 like it's like 30 years ago but it's not <laughs> but to be here and watch this industry evolve and and again you know we can blow some smoke later but this is not me blowing smoke at you or medmen going to the collectives let me backtrack a bit. Being buzzed in like I was coming in for a prison visit. <laughs> Being buzzed out like I just got off parole. You know, a lot of shady characters, big guys, guns, all that stuff. To see this industry evolve to what I experienced for the first time a couple of weeks ago with Terry Bowes coming up into uh, MedMen, I'm like, well, they're not going to let me in. And I didn't even want to get out the car, to be frank with you, because I thought that... <laughs> All I'm going to do is walk into this little cubbyhole of a reception area and there's a wall and a gate and grate and thick glass and people looking at me like, why are you here? Because I don't have a recommendation, unfortunately. Mine's expired. We're going to fix that. One of your salespeople helped me with that. <laughs> to walk in your space, and I have some images, and see just an absolute wide open, true 
uh, Apple Store level retail exactly. experience. Exactly, that's what it looked like. It was like absolutely fascinating. So, plenty of time. Let's get to MedMen. I want to ask a quick question too. Sure. Like your your day to day operations. What do you? What's your day to day? Talking to us. And people yeah, like us. lately my day to day is explaining the space to people who are still new to it, right? And mm -hmm. a lot of uh, reporters. I mean, there's obviously a lot of interested about this space now that California's legalized rec use. Mm -hmm. But um, to what Richard was saying earlier, but th this whole idea of the stigma around it, right? I mean, I right. think for me coming to the space a little new. Um, and, and I think people have to stop and think about this in a rational fashion with a critical mind, right? I, I, was, I think about this all the time because I get questions from reporters all the time. And the questions themselves, the way the question is framed already assumes a lot of, they, mm. there are already a lot of assumptions, assumptions right? right? Right, So people say- uh, The stoner assumption. Right, the stoner assumption or like the stigma. Oh, like stigma. What, what, so ask yourself this question, not you. I mean, like when people say about the stigma, it's like, where did that stigma come from, mm -hmm. right? Why is it okay when you watch TV and you see people drinking and getting drunk and that's hilarious, <laughs> but people smoking pot is somehow Taboo. Taboo. Taking right? drugs. I oh remember, I, I remember watching things. an episode of Bill O'Reilly and he had Steve D'Angelo. You guys know who Steve D'Angelo is. Yes. You know, the godfather of medical marijuana. Yeah, Brave. shout out to Steve D'Angelo. Yeah, I mean, I mean this, is, this would not be possible today without guys like Steve D'Angelo, oh, really? right? right? So Steve D'Angelo is on, 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 on the Bill O'Reilly show and Bill O'Reilly starts with, oh, all this, you know, medical marijuana, that's all bullshit, glaucoma, blah, blah, blah. And he says, like, do you have a medical uh, rec letter? And Steve goes, yes, I have glaucoma. And Steve, you know, Bill O'Reilly is all incredulous, like, oh, but that's all just an excuse. And Steve D'Angelo, all, all due respect to him, I mean, he stuck to that medical, you know, message. Mm -hmm. But the thing that I would have asked Bill O'Reilly is like, hey, Bill, when did you become an MD? Do you ha you, are you a board certified right. physician in California? Because the people of California said, that if a doctor says it's okay for you to take this, it's okay for you to take this. Mm -hmm. So I'll make a comparison. So I come home, before I knew all about marijuana, I would come home after a stressful day, right? Pour myself mm -hmm. a bit of scotch, my favorite scotch. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite I drink scotch? It, single malt. <laughs> but what brand? Uh, Glen Livid, I think, is I the best. Is the is, is the best value for your dollar, man. I love the Glen yeah. Livid. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you take you know, a, sh a shot of, of, of whiskey, and I relax. Mm -hmm. I'm self-medicating, except I don't need a doctor's permission to do that in Cal under, under our laws today, but in order to do that with you marijuana, need I need to, right? right. But marijuana, the, here's the other thing with marijuana too, is that it's not just about that. Marijuana is also CBD, it helps with, mm -hmm. you know, rheumatism, it helps mm -hmm. with, all, like, it, you know, in many ways, like, yeah, in, in many ways, pot is like, uh, you know, GNC meets BevMo. Right? Exactly. That's a beautiful way to put it. Yeah, it's because it's supplements too. Right. I mean, and at, you've seen being at wow. Man Man stores, there's a lot of stuff that is not just about quote unquote getting high. Getting high. Right. Right, right. But then I ask, and what's wrong with getting high? Nothing. Because people get tipsy all the time. Exactly. Right. And people say, oh, but, but then people get in, uh, get in cars and drive. Hey, no, just because I am for for people having choice to take marijuana doesn't mean that I want people to drive high. I don't want anybody yeah, to drive. Nobody should be driving but, high. But 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 we always but, caution but, against that. Do you yeah. know how many people drive high for years that that are that have not had any Never. accidents yeah. and they they be on point even more? Well, and I'm you know sure I mean? and I'm sure there are a lot of people who who drive closer drunk. To your mic, never, please. Yeah, but Daniel, but the, Daniel the, closer uh, to your microphone. I'm sorry, yeah. but you know. I think the bottom line is you should not be doing. Of the, course, the, the 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 point is not to prohibit the use of marijuana because you're afraid people are going to do bad things with it. 
the point is like in a free society, you let people do it. And mm -hmm. if they do something bad with it, then punish them for that. For Don't that, punish right. them for having marijuana. Exactly. Though, right. And so I think, I think we are getting to that point where, where we, ha we are having these conversations. And with California having now le fully legalized pot for, for, for adult use, you're going to have that conversation at the national level where people are going to say, wait a second, why is it that we had a problem with a pot in the first place? And then right. the Bill O'Reilly's, you know, the next question should ask his ass, you know, you could ask his ass, like, and have you ever smoked before? You know what I'm saying? You talking all this <laughs> shit, have you ever smoked before? Are you a doctor, first of all? Or have you ever smoked? Because if you smoke, you wouldn't even be, we wouldn't even be here right now. Well, one of him the questions. Him and Steve D'Angelo would have been somewhere, uh, like, I would, pow -wow. I would have <laughs> asked him is, um, how many pill 